episode 55 of the American Entrepreneur Podcast. People begging you to convince them not to kill themselves. It seems to me astonishing that people become billionaires just to use all of their money to pay for health. People exchange their time for money so that they can use that money to pay to be something that they didn't become while they were acquiring money. Habits of highly effective people think with the end in mind. The church has it figured out. People become billionaires to pay people to convince them not to take their lives. When they make the billions, and the meaning of making billions goes away, what is there left? Nothing but the natural human state. Suffering. Suffering and wondering, why don't we end it all? Now, cult leaders spend their whole lives aware of this, and then they convince people that there's value. And they watch as these people's dwindling, frail lives are controlled by their projections of this fantasy object, meaning this fantasy object that they search for in the dark. Well, how would they know what to look for if they haven't seen meaning before? Interesting question. So the cult leader gives them a reason to live again. And he watches, and he learns, and he observes. And he sees that these people these people go from the brink of suicide to pure joy because of a fantasy that was sold to them. And the cult leader, who more than anybody is aware that these people are paying him to convince them not to kill themselves, is faced with his own cruel joke from God. If these people get so much value out of this, and this is the thing that gave me value not to kill myself, then I'm faced again with the reality of how weak our petty little inventions are. That when there is truly a flood, that these boats are not meant to last. And these people have went to the ends of the earth to find the person with the answer, and they have found him. What a depressing feeling. To realize you, somebody with nothing figured out, was the last stop at the last cliff on the last edge of the universe. And you give these people the most hope that they've ever had, and you know for a fact that you don't have it figured out. And so what is this neurosis? What is this neurosis that we spend our lives going to search for and pay for meaning 
it's as if at some core level, we are all paying in some way, shape, or form somebody to convince us not to kill ourselves. It seems that the human condition is something like a war like that. It's not a war for money, fame, all these things. It is in some way, but I think it's something much worse. It's the war that we face every day to say, What is my brain? What are my thoughts? Who am I? What is this? Why am I here? And maybe some people don't think that. Or maybe their distractions stop them from thinking that. But when you come back to the core, the kernel, the foundation of your experience, it's just you. It's just you sitting there doing whatever for eternity. Or until your eternity ends. See people become billionaires to fly around the world to end up doing nothing with their life but reading books, buying art, and studying meaning. Maybe they get the opportunity to dive deeper into the human condition. Maybe that's what their study becomes. A study of mankind, why we're here, why we think are here. What, what are our current conclusions of these questions, their solutions, and what are their practical applications? This is maybe not for everybody. Maybe this is only the neurotic peoples. Who knows? I think we wake up every day. And need, maybe a reason isn't the right thing to say. Maybe need isn't the right thing. Maybe we don't always face this. But we wake up and say, why should we keep going? And that's the ultimate human question, right? Like, if you were to do sales, or some shark sales, which is the idea of someone maybe isn't sure, or they don't have the courage to take the action... And, and you give them whatever they need to raise up and take the action. You give them what they need to be able to take the action. So every day you wake up and you sell yourself on the idea that what you're doing makes sense and that it makes sense to keep going. And at the very least, there are some people who wake up and they are not sold. They do not want to keep going. And they're at a, such a low state, they're in such defeat that they would give somebody money to convince them to keep going. 
they they are reaching out to make some form of sacrifice to be convinced to keep going and then the cult leader looks at them and says you're willing to give me money to convince you of my made up ideals so that you can have them and feel good enough to keep going what the fuck is the problem here what is the state this person is in where they would pay somebody to convince them to keep going without knowing them with their arbitrary knowledge and their arbitrary point of view. They're asking for help. They're asking for release from this anguish, maybe. Anguish of self, maybe. Like the weight of things has been too heavy on them. It's been too heavy on them for too long. And they need to reach out. And they need to feel re-accepted into something. Re-accepted into and as a part of something. Maybe these people are lonely. Maybe they want to believe Maybe the need, the real need, is the need to believe something that someone else believes. They want to feel accepted, and the only way to be accepted is for them to put themselves in everybody else's neurosis. They want to feel human too. Thinking that being human is being neurotic. And maybe not being neurotic is too lonely. Or maybe it is the neurotic person who wants this. And so there's a point to be made that even the church makes millions. Even people donate millions to the church. People... You watch interviews of Grant Cardone, Tim Ferriss, Naval Ravikant, Ravikant. And they use their time and their money to invest back into the proper and wise engineering of their experience. We're all searching for something. And then there's some people who are not searching for anything and feel that they have found it here and now. I've found what I am looking for here and now. I'm not looking for anything. I am found, if anything. And you have these different emotions and thoughts and ways to approach not just the events in life but who you are from event to event in life I believe they call it something like character not something like character and you get to decide or get to develop your relationship with infinity Because that's what we're really trying to develop is our relationship with all things. 
not just the relationship with a guitar, with a career, with a girl, with a family, with the world, with a team, with a business, with a group of people, with yourself. We're trying to do all of it, man. We're trying to do all of it. We're trying to do all of it all together. All at the same time. It's your relationship with infinity. And the bigger infinity gets, the more difficult it seems to be to manage our relationship with it. The more that Eve eats the apple, the more things you learn, the harder it gets. The more, It seems, at least. Maybe I'm wrong. It seems to get more and more difficult to balance that relationship with infinity. The more infinity that comes at you, the more difficult it is to balance. So how much infinity do we need until we have uh, something like a balance with infinity? And these are the questions that I think the church answers. These are the questions that the life coaches and gurus answer. And most of their clients are somewhat wealthy as well. So again, people get sacrifice their health to get money and then they get the money and then they use all the money to pay for their health. So then you have to define health, whatever that is. And we could say it's an infinite definition. So then let's just call it that. Health is the infinite health, healthy relationship with everything. And no matter how many push-ups you do, you blow your brains out. And the push-ups didn't really help. So overall, I think the kernel of everything, which maybe isn't what you call you, or, or maybe it isn't you at all. Who knows? But the kernel of the experience seems to be the peak of health. It's your foundation. Your relationship with infinity is your foundation, I guess, to infinity. So people have kids and stuff to, you know, get a sense of meaning because they're, they're, they have instincts and that's what they see and these people do or whatnot and have you. Maybe we're a little bit of nature and nurture, but... Then they have a family, and then, like, you know, they have their family, and they do whatever they do. Yeah, they have their family, and they do whatever they do. And maybe they lose their family, and then they don't have a a reason to go on. And then they find a reason, or they find another family. Or they they keep finding something. And it will tend to keep them in a certain place. Or not, maybe maybe I'm absolutely wrong. But the narratives that are sold to you aren't the realities that exist. And you know this when you meet people in real life. When the mask of everything starts to fade off and you, you see things for what they are. People go from meaning to meaning to meaning. From purpose to purpose to purpose. Fulfillment to fulfillment to fulfillment. They keep some form of equilibrium. And in some sense, one of the oldest things we have is this thing called religion. Which maybe is the balancing of the neurosis of our relationship with infinity. Because we couldn't survive without balancing this neurosis first. Because it's the first problem we had. Who knows? Maybe the first problem we had was the neurosis that came 
with our understanding of infinity. And so the first question we're faced with, question on a logical level, is what is our relationship with infinity? And so what do the churches do? They sell you your relationship with infinity. People don't get into business primarily because they need money. And maybe get people get into business because they don't have internal regulation and they don't feel good and they need drugs and strippers to make them feel good. And some of those things possibly take money. So they get into what they do so that they their mind can compute and feel better. Tomorrow, I know that I'll be able to have enough money to get a stripper, a hooker, this or this or this. And that's what I need in order to not explode. So the drive to get that is higher. So they do everything they can to regulate themselves that way. And then that reaches its end because they break their brains or whatever they do. And they keep going, breaking it. Or they reach a point where they have an absolute collapse and they need to reestablish the ability to have internal regulation. And when they get back to the internal regulation, they're like, okay, all this is where it is. Now I'm, I, I have everything in life or whatever, whatever, whatever. What is my relationship with infinity though? And most people get older and start going to some type of religion, church, or mosque. Which comes to show when everything's taken care of, your food's taken care of, your family's taken everything's taken care of, every problem still is not solved. You have everything, yet you still feel... Now there's a, a church vibe to most people's lives. Most people. Because of that relationship with infinity. And then maybe there are those who have a great relationship with infinity for forever and need no coping mechanism in any way, shape, or form, which is irrelevant, completely irrelevant, because there's, you know, what, seven, eight billion people. And you can do simple Google analytics to find out that a lot of people don't have that relationship figured out. And so does the cult leader sit there and say, God damn, this is what the whole fucking world is. Just a bunch of chickens running around with their head cut off. And I wouldn't be surprised if I'm a chicken too. Good God, this is just a big neurotic clusterfuck and then we're gone. Our whole reality shifts and changes. The meaning of our realities shift and change from place to place to place to place to place. You get to these points where you realize, I hate this phrase. I hate it, man. But let's use it just once. You know, give me a free pass. Where you realize that nothing is real. And you realize that, what if you realize tomorrow that nothing is real? It's Life is like the butterfly effect. I'm saying we make movies about it, but we never actually explore what the conclusion would be, which is interesting because it shows me that most people aren't aware of the conclusion.
Well, if you're going to jump into the ocean and there's monsters at the bottom of the lake that are going to eat you whole and you're going to be shit out and fucking evaporated and turn into stardust and reborn as a planet and then die and then be reborn as a butcher or whatever. Then what is your relationship with all of that? Is the question. Is your relationship moment to moment sporadic responsiveness? Because that determines and says a lot about your relationship with infinity. What is your relationship to all these things? So now you come back to isolating yourself. You're back to you. No more bullshit, no more nonsense, no more external stimulus, excuses, no more of the matrix to live in. We're not living in the matrix anymore. We can go all the way back to this now. Who are you? What is your relationship with infinity? What if the you that you know that you are disappeared? Would there be anything left? Then what? What if you didn't have a choice anymore? What if you could not control infinity? What if you evaporated into infinity? What if you are the culmination of a million infinities interacting with each other from moment to moment? What if you're the least thing in this whole experience that's in control? What if they lied to you? What if you have zero control? What if that, what if, if then, you know, what, what if, what if that's your ultimate conclusion? What if that's what you find? What if that's what you experience? You are a million tiny little explosions. A thousand clusterfucks of infinities accumulating into one thing, one being. You're the accumulation of a million great forces. Then what? What if you decide to stand and your legs don't move? What if you decide to think about how to solve it and your thoughts don't work? What if you try to scream or feel but nothing comes out and nothing is felt? Oh, you're back to your relationship with infinity. Who knows? Maybe we all need to be humbled a little bit. And remember that the weight of the world is not on our shoulders. We are not here to... Some say we are here to create meaning. Maybe that's what we do. And from only our perspective, could that be the meaning? But to a bird, is human beings meaning to create meaning? Do birds look at us and say... I know why humans are here. They are here to create books and create meaning. That wouldn't make any sense. They'd just be like, these animals are terrifying animals. Like, you know, or or they feed us or they're cool. And like, I don't know how much they may or may not. I don't know. I can't talk to birds. Maybe you can. That's on you. Me, I can't talk to birds. So like, I don't really know if that's what they think. 
what if we talk to them and they're like, yeah, you're completely right, bro. That's how we've always seen it. Shit. You guys seem like you create meaning. Uh, that's how we see you. Who knows? The birds are obsessed in evolving and creating their own meaning or whatever. Doing their own thing. Whole thing's neurotic, so it's worth putting some time into, you know, to kind of figure it out. What is your relationship with infinity? Me asking me, what is my relationship with infinity? I am infinity. I'm here with infinity. I am a relationship with infinity. Maybe that's what I am. Maybe I, I am the thing in the middle of infinity and my body. Maybe the me that I believe is me that's talking is the synapses. It's the the circle in the middle of everything. In the middle of the Venn diagram, you know? Like the me that's talking, whatever this is. Maybe this this is this is the relationship with infinity. Maybe your experience is the relationship with infinity. And so when people are suicidal and talk about killing themselves, they all talk about the same stuff. And it's pretty opposite of what I'm talking about now. Or at least it seems to be. I feel hopeless. I feel lonely. I feel lost. I don't know what the purpose of life is. I don't know what the meaning is. I don't know why we should keep going. And it's 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 not just it's not just like suicide either. Like You can see it in an animal's eyes when they're getting eaten. And there's that look where they just they give up. There's nothing left there. There's there's no more like reasons to keep kicking your legs, screaming and fighting. And there's the sadness with it. And I, I want to tell it. I want to tell it. This isn't your fault. Your body's not being eaten because you did something wrong. Although you ended up in that situation. You shouldn't have the shame. Yeah, there's almost this just embarrassing shame on the animal's face. And it's it's sad. But let's bring it up. Let's bring it, let's bring it up a notch. Let's bring it up, back up a notch. That's that's where they are, though, if I'm being real with you. If I'm bringing you to that real point, that's where they are. Is it's this, everything's gone, look in the eyes where they just, they've, maybe that's actually stronger than depression in this weird way. Maybe giving up, sadly enough, is stronger than being apathetic. Because at least you're making a choice. And so maybe we have to give up. We have to give up over and over and over and over and over. 
We have to be humbled over and over and over and over. And maybe a part of us knows that and feels that someone or something else should tell us the reason to keep going. And so people sacrifice their health to make money to end up using that money to pay for health. So people think they're so fucking smart avoiding answering life's problems and questions. They think they're so fucking smart, don't they? Until they have to use the same money to pay for to fix those goddamn same exact problems. And so the irony is, are we here to earn a reward? Or are we here to give a reward? Are we here out of joy seeing people we love and care about and wanting to be their gift to the end of time? Because we truly believe that we have something special. We have something, something novel, something worth it. And we just, we really want to live that out. We really want to give that gift to the people that we care about. Or are we here as like scavenged victims who need to like fight and go get our rewards? Because that's fine too. There's many places in life where you're playing a sport and uh, you know, it's obvious to some degree what you should channel there to some degree. And we're back again to just being. And so what is our relationship with infinity? That will determine a lot. People pay for someone else to prescribe them a relationship with infinity. They don't even want the definition. They don't want to learn about it. Just give me the goddamn prescription, Doc. Where's the answer to my relationship with infinity? And I would say you should consider the fact that you're asking somebody else to give you that as a story that will be a part of your relationship with infinity. An infinity of you asking people to give you things so that you feel better for eternity. For the rest of eternity, it's just you dying and being reincarnated or something. And being like, will you give me this? I- I'm not going to feel good until I get this. Or like, dude, I'll pay whatever, just just I need this thing. It's like you for infinity, for eternity, chasing and needing things. Which don't sound bad. It sounds like a warrior. Like, it sounds pretty damn cool. No one, nobody hates a winner or whatever, right? So it's just you 
for infinity. You for eternity. It's just you for eternity asking people for things. Paying someone to prescribe you something. And the amount of people whose infinity is a a narrative of them paying people to prescribe them things. It's honestly absurd. It's kind of crazy. It's crazy to think about. We do everything just to... Look for the prescription. This discontent is the human condition. Discontent is the human condition. Oh, what about when you've conquered every mountain? You have all the reward, yet all the discontent. Like a hungry ghost. Like the pirates on the pirates, the Caribbean, Davy Jones or whatever, where. Is that what it is? Davy Jones Locker? Something like that, right? Where uh, they can eat and they can drink, but they can never get full. So they always feel empty and discontent still. And so if discontent is the human condition, and you would agree, then yes, we're doing everything we can to pay something or to do something, to pay some fee, to do something. Discontent to have but somehow alleviate that discontent, or maybe have that discontent but have the reward while we have the discontent. And if there's no reward and it's just discontent, then that's suicide. So yes, it seems as though we're going around life paying people to convince us not to kill ourselves. So what are we paying for an equilibrium? What is it that we're paying for? And then the billionaire goes to the monks, and then the monks are like, I don't have anything figured out. I just know that there's something seriously ill and wrong with you where you think that somebody else does. And if you're not going to pay me, you're going to pay the next guy. And at least if you pay me, you'll probably actually get out of this. And if you pay somebody else, you're just going to keep going down the rabbit hole more and more and more. Away from, in some way, your true self. And 
And what is the monk's whole lesson? Is the monk's lesson that he needed rice? It's no longer teaching people lessons. There's no lesson to learn here. I need rice. You're the type of person who will pay me to tell you to stop being neurotic, like a masochist or something. And I need rice, so give me $15 and I'll teach you a lesson right now. Cool, $15, I got some rice, awesome. Or he gets some enjoyment, fulfillment from seeing the people be brought back to their self. Until he reaches a stage where he... What is he? What does the monk reach a stage where he he needs nothing and he fucking ascends into the sky and you never see him again because he just needed nothing from anybody so much. He went to the place, the place that we all go where you don't need to be convinced not to kill yourself anymore. So what did he do? He fucking disappeared? He gets to a stage where he finally feels... He, and, and what... And your idea of where he... Quote unquote where he is... Is he's in the mountains. In a fucking... Bush in a cave. Covered up with some fucking dead sheepskin and some leaves. Tied together with shit. The monk will probably go back to the real world and be like, the only difference is I'm not wrapped up in Maya. I can see things for what they are. No difference. The only difference is that I'm less neurotic. Or maybe I'm accepting of my neuroticness so it's not reactive. Or maybe... Right? Like, where does he go? And then he just lives life. He just works whatever doesn't work. Who knows? He does his thing and and dies like all of us. And in that process, he circles around the earth and pays people to convince him not to take himself before he goes. Now that I have everything and there's nothing left to conquer except for death itself. And that's what it is, isn't it, truly? There's nothing left to conquer but death itself. What do I do about the fact that I'm going to die? What compromises can I make? When you can really look it in the eye and say, it is what it is, but as a human being I still have to solve a problem, so... The neurosis is because I don't know how to solve the problem. I don't even know how to ask the right question. I'm going to die one day. How do I solve that? And you go to the churches. And pay for their prescription. How do I solve that? You pay for their prescription. You don't even understand your problem. Maybe neither do they. Maybe they do. Maybe you do. But you still pay for the prescription. 
So I'm telling you, man, we're just a bunch of fucking people scattered in the earth paying someone or something else or paying for someone or paying for something else or for a prescription. Do it all for some sort of equilibrium to be continuously met in us. And so the cult leader watches these people. He watches how they work on micro levels. Studies them note for note. And realizes the nonsense and the fuckery of it all. And like a scientist performing experiments in his naivety, he had a conclusion and the conclusion was wrong. It's only his naivety to begin with to have ever believed that we had a purpose and that someone else was concealing it. And that he himself wanted purpose deeply. And he thought it was being harbored from him. And he went to find where people were hiding it. Only to find out it's not even there. Only to find out that he is truly the person above all people. He himself is wrestling. He hasn't conquered, but he's a professional at wrestling with what he could conquer. How does this all apply to business? You have to ask yourself what you're doing when you do business. Why am I doing this? Why do other people like this? Why do other people care about this? Why are other people doing this with me? Why are we all doing this? What will I get out of this? Is this the right thing to do? What is beyond this? What is more important than this? What is the one thing that ties all of this together? People. What are people? People are a bunch of things that walk around the earth paying something perceived to give them a prescription for something they perceive to be a problem. What an interesting world. So maybe it's the person with the highest problem to solve becomes the master engineer of problem solving. And so this is the person you come to to give you the tools that it takes to solve your problem. And maybe some people solve their problems with joy. And they've never had an issue and all they have is joy. And these people with joy are people we come to to give us our own coping skills. To convince us not to kill ourselves. 
And so maybe these people exist who don't struggle with that. And what do they do to not struggle with it? Or what do they not do to not struggle with it? Because I tell you, a lot of entrepreneurs deal with depression. A lot of entrepreneurs deal with anxiety. A lot of entrepreneurs deal with numbness. A lot of entrepreneurs have their own issues. And so where's all the money going to go when the people make a marketing business and the people make a uh, music instrument business and people make a tech business and then they're doing all that thing to make all that money and all these people are doing all the things that they do but what do they all have in common? All their efforts are different but categorically how are all their efforts exactly the same? Categorically, how is everything they're doing realistically no different than what everybody else is doing? And we're all wrapped up in our own little illusions, beliefs, and matrix. We're all wrapped up in our own little... trail that was on course set up and winded and let loose a while ago winded up and let loose a while ago and now here we are a million preset equations all resulting in this right here exactly where we are now And so people will forego health to get money, just to use that money, to pay for prescriptions, to pay for, and a prescription is health. People want a prescription to their mental issues. People want a literal prescription medicine. And people use their money to pay for the answers of life or to pay for the things that they feel that make them feel better in life, the things that matter to them. Yet we're all paying someone somewhere for a prescription to something that we perceive as a problem. And so maybe it's worth reevaluating what our problems are and what our problems aren't. This is what I'm telling you. Maybe your bandwidth is being taken up by the fact that you go to work to solve eight problems, but you've never realized that four of those problems that you're working towards aren't real problems, and you get only half the purpose, meaning, or drive. or And now you're guilting, judging yourself because you don't have drive. But the reason you don't have drive is because you don't realize that you've evaluated that that is not worth doing. You haven't completely got your own decisions and everything sorted out, etc., etc., so maybe it's worth reevaluating what really is a problem, what really isn't. What are the biggest problems? What are the smallest problems? What what is the what is the quality of these problems? What do you get back from solving them? 
we're taking into account all of our resources, strategies in the environment. Um, what are some things that you already feel good about? That's a great question. What are some sources of energy, happiness, focus? What are some things that you already have that you don't have to work for or purchase? What is the holiest gift that you have that you didn't have to work for? What are a million great things that are a million great things that are great without your consent? How many things in life are awesome without you attempting to make them awesome? How many things feel good and give you deep fulfillment without a need to feel good or deep fulfillment? How does it make you feel to know how much light you put in people's life when you yourself are light? How does it feel to know that you being a light in your own life is the conclusion and the prescription that other people in their own lives are doing everything that they can to forego their health so that they can get the money to pay for that health back for that ultimate Hail Mary of mental health? Isn't it weird to know people go their whole lives doing everything they can to attain a state but rarely achieve that state. People will make millions. Should I've been here? People will be successful and then see somebody in such a goddamn good mood and they'll be like, I don't want any of this. I just want to feel like that. I don't want this stuff. I want that I want to make other people feel good around me I want people that are lost or feel like I want them to be found I want all the lost people to find themselves and all the lost, lost people to be back to themselves and if I can facilitate the growth of that experience if I can speed up that experience for them in any way shape or form if I can be a catalyst to them finding the reward that they had before they ever searched for a thing akin to fool's gold. How would I do that? I can't sell you something I haven't sold myself. If I'm not sold on it, I can't sell you on it. And if I sell you on it, I might accidentally convince myself to be sold on it too. To be fair. Well, fuck, I actually might get one of these myself. Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. So if you're sold on waking up and having a good life, then you are at what most people consider to be the fucking end goal of their entire goddamn existence. There is more to life than happiness. There's money, which we use to attempt to purchase things that will put us back in a state of happiness. Anti-money? No. 
Anti-incorrect logic, 100%. We do everything we can to make cash to pay for health. Therefore, the smartest person in the world who understands a genius concept is this thing called fucking supply and demand, or common sense, as some of us would put it, then you'd see that all these people are making money to take that money and then pay for their health, and then instead of trying to, attempting to in any way, shape, or I guess you'd focus on health. That's really what I'm getting at here. You would focus on fucking health. People do everything they can to be back in a good state, which has a lot to do with your health, man. It just does. Mental health, physical health, it has a lot to do with your health. So the end goal for everybody's health Mental health, physical health How do I not get stabbed? How do I not get sad and stab myself? So don't go thinking some people deal with health And some people don't Rather it be mental or physical health Everyone deals with health I'll guarantee you that feel a little bit better. Everyone deals with health problems. Therefore, you want to solve those problems, and if you do want to make money from solving those problems, um, which rather you wanted to make money or not, if you became one of the... if you truly became the best health expert in the world, you would eventually... I mean, it's health. You have to practice on people, right? Like, you would eventually be heard about and, and make money off of that. If you wanted to capitalize on it, it'd be easy too. Look at Jay Shetty talking about mental health and getting like just a seriously absurd amount of views on his, all of his, every one of his videos. Those are all people, bro. You think some of those people aren't already extremely wealthy, aren't already extremely successful, aren't already extremely talented? Every man is equal when his memory fades. And so we do what we can do for health. We do what we do for health. And then, what's our relationship with infinity? A good one. A good one. And so some people will convince you that pulling you down from a good relationship with infinity is going to help you. And I, I'm not necessarily sure that that's a good conclusion. So this is my conclusion of years and years and years of all the shit that I've done. People will convince you. Here's a practical tip. People will convince you. Like, for example, hey, you're at work. Why are you in such a good mood? You know what I would say? Dude, fuck off. <laughs> I'm in a good mood because I want to be in a good mood. And they, they push again. Oh, yeah, but listen, man. I don't know what the fuck your problem is. I'm going to be in the mood that I want to be in as I do, for example, the work that I said I was going to do. So it's usually like at a work level that that happens. And then the people who are smarter than that stupid shit 
are like, of course, you dumbass people should be able to be in a good mood and they work, you stupid fuck. You're fired. Get out of here before I kick your teeth down your throat, you dumbass. That's how it should happen. There's some some negativity <laughs> to throw in the talk. And so... People do everything they can just to get back to a place of health. People deal with the bullshit to get to the top of the hierarchy of any organization just to breathe and be like, oh, thank God I don't have to deal with the negativity from this or this. So the whole time they were doing the same thing. The end goal of just mental health. Now they work eight times as hard, but they're not anxious at work or have to deal with bullshit. So the anxiety didn't help is my whole point. You can do it if you want. It's just, it. it's not necessarily healthy. Just like you can stab yourself in the neck right now. doesn't mean it makes sense to do. It's not necessarily healthy. And yeah, you might get a kick out of it. and You might not care. That's fine. That's fine. That's called mental health. So we have a relationship with infinity. And what is your relationship with infinity? Is it something you work on? Is it something that happens? Is it something you control? Is it something the universe controls? We don't know. We don't know. And the fact that we don't know is what you need to be told. We don't know. So you going to search for the goddamn prescriptions is hilarious. It's literally ridiculous. You don't even know the problem. We don't even know the problem. Yet you think everyone has the answer. That's arrogant for you to think that you would find the answer to a, a problem that you don't understand. Like you're that mighty. I don't know. It's it's arrogant. So we have to have a relationship with infinity and that can change from time to time. And that relationship with infinity informs Everything that we everything that we do, the foundation of everything that we do is just that relationship with infinity. And so we will go around the planet and our most unconscious drive will be paying people for prescriptions to things that we perceive as problems. And don't forget that about yourself. Forget that about the human condition. And maybe, just maybe, at the end of the day, you won't be in this energy state that a person's in when they feel that they are searching for the answer to a problem. You won't assume life's a problem. And since you won't assume life's a problem, you won't go around paying people for the fucking answer. So you have free energy sources. Life is not a problem. You don't need to pay people for the answers. Be as healthy as you can be, then die. (laughs) Healthy means wanting to be here also. Be as healthy as you can be, then die. Be the person who does that. Much love. This is the American Entrepreneur Podcast. Develop your relationship with infinity.